Hey guys, this is Craig Hostetler. Welcome to the Black Sheep Experience. Uh, yeah, man, I'm so glad to be back. If you hadn't noticed, I took a uh, took a couple of weeks off, maybe a little more than that, and uh, there were a variety of things that happened. You know, it's the middle of summer. Um, I had several uh, interviews that just didn't pan out. They just didn't work out for whatever reason. Some were canceled last minute. Others, we just could never make the connection happen, and so it just... It just, uh, you know, it kept getting pushed back a day, pushed back a day. And then the next thing you know, it is like three weeks since I posted a podcast. So I decided, you know what, it's time to just jump on. And, you know, in the, in the beginning, well, I've always wanted it to be the type of thing where I was allowed to share my own thoughts and feelings unencumbered and uh, also have a guest on to... Um, bring their feelings and their wisdom to the podcast as well. So today it's just you and I, and I'm excited to um, have the opportunity to kind of hang out with you. Uh, if you haven't done it, although I haven't been overly active, uh, everything's just falling apart. Um, jump on to Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, follow the Black Sheep Experience. And uh, yeah, thanks so much for hanging out with me today. Hopefully you're having a great summer. Absolute favorite time of the year, man. I love summer. I love when it's just miserably hot outside. Nobody else seems to uh, be into that. Um, but man, I am. I, I, I just absolutely love summer. So I've been all caught up in that. And then, of course, um, all the other circumstances and situations that have occurred around the podcast. Okay, uh, a couple of things. Uh, again, jump on your social media stuff, uh, like, share, all that kind of thing. And uh, then again, if you like the podcast, make sure you share episodes on your Facebook page or um links to the episode on your Instagram and Twitter and all that kind of thing. It really is a huge deal. It's a it's a big deal. The podcast is um well there's you know it's I guess it's hard to judge because you have podcasts that have, you know, millions of listeners and you have podcasts that have, you know, um less than a hundred and then you have podcasts in the thousands. So we're doing pretty well and uh I know that that is due completely and solely uh, to you guys. And so I thank you for your interest. I thank you for your interaction and uh, for sharing the podcast with your friends. All right, let's jump into um, what I'd really like to talk to you about today. It's kind of where I'm at, um, I, I guess, spiritually speaking. You know, there was something that interesting that happened um, probably at the beginning of the year. And it was this televangelist who, at one time, I was really into these guys, you know, many, many years ago. Uh, not anymore. I can't stomach them at all anymore. But I was really into them um, years ago. And uh, this one in particular that I kind of liked recently said that God wanted him to have a jet, right? And he went on to say that God told him he needed to have a jet and that the people who were, quote, blessed by his ministry, um, they needed to give him the money to get this jet. 
And um, I guess I just thought, you know, really, uh, God said that? Because that doesn't really sound like the divine to me. Um, so this jet in question was this multi-million dollar uh, price tag connected to it. If you can hear that in the background, it's, <laughs> there's thunder outside. Uh, but anyway, yes, yeah, I guess we're going to get rain today. So, uh, but there was like this $50 million price tag connected to this jet. And I just thought to myself at the time, um, is that how God wants to spend $50 million? And so this guy went on to contend that his faith would make this, what he perceived to be a need, the attainment of this jet, that that would make it so. And I think that most of us have seen this kind of spiritual abuse through the years. These spiritual icons who have this this outrageous fortune and amenities that arise uh, that, that kind of rival the poshest locations. You know, they've got dozens of cars, they've got expensive jets. Some of them even own like their own airport. And so I just wonder, like, is that what faith is for? Is this what believing is all about? Is this what God is? Is this what the divine is? Is this the intention of the heavens? Because faith has acquired all these, um, I, I guess, a, a variety of definitions in the spirituality culture, from being a mental ascent to a promise, um, to a force that gives you everything that you believe for, like jets and uh, cars and millions of dollars, sometimes healing a, a, a variety of diseases. And so there are movements and uh, churches, world religions um, that have been formed around various definitions of what it means to have faith. You know, there there's volumes of books on it, countless videos, sermons, YouTube posts. Um, I mean, there's just countless uh, varieties of information available on what, I guess, what faith is. And to me, it, the whole thing has become, through the years, as I've been subjected to all these different varieties and different teachings about what faith is, the whole thing becomes, at some point, completely exhausting. And the research an individual could do on trying to discover what faith is or, or what God truly is or what the divine truly is, I think this subject becomes dizzying because um, the definition of faith is as varied as the person who's trying to describe it. And some of these explanations are, quite frankly, um, some are very destructive. Some forms of faith are dangerous. Some forms of faith are selfish. Uh, they're egotistic. And um, some forms of faith are, are scary, quite frankly. Um, because faith, I think, uncultured or immatured creates, um, can create a tragedy. Um, faith calls some people to give the very last penny that they have to some manipulative, charismatic preacher. Um, the faith of others calls them to blow themselves up in a crowded market or, um, or, or street. And so faith uncultured kills and steals 
and destroys. Faith refined, however, I think inspires others to contend for things like civil rights, uh, to withstand suffering and abuse, um, to fight against the injustices of tyranny, to feed the poor, and so much more. And so, what do you want your faith to be? And I think the, the question is important. What do you want your faith, not so much to stand against, but what is it that you want your faith to stand for? What is it that you want your faith to do for you? What is it that you want your faith to do for the world and the people around you? Because so often it seems that faith or the belief in something metaphysical isn't a beautiful thing, full of vigor, life-affirming, inspirational. Oftentimes, it seems selfish, sometimes cruel or terribly self-serving. Some people believe that their metaphysical truths or their spiritual truths allow them the power to curse or to bring uh, retribution or pain uh, on others. Is that what faith is for? Others deem their faith as a requisition of power to acquire incredible wealth and prestige. And is that what faith is for? Others believe it to be a path to sex or fame or fortune or some shallow form of validation or gratification uh, is that what faith, is that what the divine, is that what spirituality is really about? Um, you know, as I, as I explore spirituality within the context of my personal belief system, which is a Christian-based um, belief system, not evangelical, but Christian-based, and as I explore the ideas of faith within my own tradition and the ideas of faith outside of my tradition, um, it's exhausting uh, because so few of the explanations of who the divine is aid in the hurting or the suffering or the enduring of hardships or the darkness or even our own brokenness. So few of the definitions allow for any personal engagement and connection. And they seem to paint a picture of the divine that's hardly experienceable, uh, tangible, um, compassionate. The most of them seem to be like a sarcophagus of of just lies and broken promises. I think that most times leave individuals really empty. The question, I think a valid question that often gets asked um, by people outside of the spiritual tradition is... um, What benefit is there to your faith? Because for so many of us, our faith is really a prison. It's a painful, um, I guess it's a painful act of sacrifice. It's a painful act of obedience. It's a painful act of unquestionable devotion to an entity that sometimes, quite frankly, doesn't seem to come through. 
And so whenever you have these ideas about faith, that they give you the ability to curse, that they give you the ability to inherit great wealth through simply believing, or, um, I don't know, I think that faith becomes something pretty dead at that point. I don't think it's very personable. I think it's just an, a, a different kind of selfishness, a different kind of egotistical, maniacal way of achieving something that you want or desire outside the boundaries of really working for it, outside the boundaries of really having to be a, a responsible individual. I, I, I think, um, see, to me, true faith is the, is the deep conviction that God is ultimately good and loving and compassionate and that he works all things together, everything that happens for my good. And my good isn't necessarily wealth and fame and riches or, or retribution on someone who's wronged me, but that the divine is ultimately for me, even when it feels like things aren't going my way. The, the, the divine is ultimately with me, even in times of, of uh, tragedy and sorrow and pain and depression. Um, even when things occur that don't make a lot of sense to me, true faith for me is really, you know, true faith can be narrowed down, I think, for me anyway, to one word that encapsulates the entirety of, of what faith is. And it's a Hebrew word. Um, it's the word Emmanuel, uh, which means... Literally, God is with us. And so the idea that God is with us, I think, is the most prominent idea that certainly I need to work on, perhaps you as well, uh, to work on accepting the work of knowing God is in us, with us, near us. The work of sensing the presence of the divine, the work of feeling through intuition and that internal knowing, um, the voice of God. And that this acceptance of the presence of God in everyday circumstances, in the blessings and in the misfortune, the idea of accepting God in times of, you know, when life is moving and flowing with a great deal of ease and in the times where things really aren't going our way or even the world seems to be so against us. And we all have those times whenever it feels like, you know, everything's so damn hard and um, the people in our lives sometimes really aren't that compassionate or, or loving or um, caring, that even in those times, God is still ever-present. God is still in the midst of us. He is Emmanuel, right? The God who is with us. The idea that God is with us, I think, is the most prominent idea that, that you and I need to work on accepting. The work of knowing God is in us, near us, sensing the presence of the divine. This idea can't be, I don't feel like it can be coupled with a vast array of questions. 
Uh, it can't be paired with a scholastic explanation as to how and to why, uh, or even question to moments of when divinity seemed to be so absent. It can't be coupled with theology, uh, because theology is a head game, and that's fine. I'm, I'm okay with having an explanation for some of my ideas, but there also needs to be the simple knowing um, without any tethers kind of anchored to it, because that's what faith is. Uh, faith is the um, the evidence, right? Uh, of things not seen. Um, there's an interesting a quote found in the Tao Te Ching, um, which is uh, a great piece of work, and it says this: the Tao. And, and just so you know, if you haven't if you haven't uh, listened to the podcast, in the Tao Te Ching, the Tao is simply the word for God. Okay, so it's not some. It's not a God. It's not a deity, it's not an entity, but that's literally the word for God um, in the Tao Te Ching. Okay, so the Tao is elusive and intangible. Although formless and intangible, it gives rise to form. Although vague and elusive, it gives rise to shapes. Although dark and obscure, it is the spirit, the essence, the life breath of all things. Uh, In the book of Romans, um, the author says, oh, what a wonderful God we have. How great are his wisdom and knowledge and riches. How impossible it is for us to understand his decisions and his ways. For who among us can know the mind of the Lord? Who knows enough to consider uh, to be his counselor and his guide? And who could ever offer to the Lord enough to induce him to act? For everything comes from God alone. Everything lives by his power, and everything is for his glory, and to him be glory forevermore. So wise men, right, long before I ever existed, <laughs> have questioned um, the existence of God and what God looks like and how God um, is and, and what his form is and what his being is. And even in these questions, which are unanswerable, um, they've come to the place that's, that God simply is. Um, you know, is it more than fair to look at the world today and make an easy assumption that God is absent? I think so. Uh, is it more than fair for an individual who's gone through a painful and torturous divorce or sickness and they prayed for a miracle and um, they prayed for an answer and, and is it fair that they struggle with the existence of God? I think so. Are there hundreds of other circumstances, sickness, abuse, heartbreaks, cancer, slavery that all warrant the denial of God? Yeah. Um, still against all these moments of doubt. I think within me there lies this, this knowing, um, of Emmanuel 
And I think that it's present within most of us. I think if most of us could just be honest outside the boundaries of how and why and what it should look like. And I agree with you that there are things in the world today that oftentimes I think, God, how can you allow this? Or, or if you're real, why is this suffering present? I think even against the backdrop of all of those things. And so well, I guess what we're talking about here is faith is the belief in God despite sometimes the many evidences that there isn't a God. That sometimes faith is the following of that deep inner knowing. Ralph Waldo Emerson um pleaded such an idea of this internal knowing of a force greater than our own selves. Um, And he said it this way, within the form of every creature is a force compelling us to ascend to higher forms. And Emerson goes on to make an argument um, whenever he says, there is a persuasion in the soul of man that he is here on the earth for a cause, that he was put down in this place by the creator to do the work for which he inspires him to do. So, you know, there, there's been, I've, I've spent so many hours, far too many hours, um, trying to define God, uh, his composition, his ways, his existence, far too many hours determining the divine's demands and preferences and what I needed to do to to get into the presence of God or to have the anointing of God, far too many hours pouring over doctrines of sincerely dead decrees. Um, God, such such a waste of time. Far too many hours arguing over stupid theologies. Just ridiculous. Insane. Um, ideas about predestination and the existence of souls and, you know, baptism. Oh, my God. Um... Our thoughts of God have far more doctrines and statements and stands and not nearly enough wonder and mystery and awe and question. And these days, my soul, I think it, 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 it weighs heavy um, into like the book of Psalms, which just says, uh, I think it's uh, um, 46 and 10 uh, in the book of Psalms. It just says, be still. And know that I am God. And, and I think that my soul weighs heavy m- much more in that arena. Uh, you know, at one time I was such a, uh, um, an aggressive theologian. I strived, um, diligently with a great amount of discipline and, um, fervor that my theology would be correct, right? And uh, and also in my ability to dismantle the theologies of those who didn't agree with mine, right? like any good theologian. <laughs> I could build my own ideas up and tear others down. 
Um, and somewhere along the way, man, I just grew completely exhausted of such an exercise of futility and uselessness and worthlessness. I began to let the definitions drop away. I began to let so many of the ideas that just didn't work, despite how connected they may be to my theology, I, I let those begin to drop away. And while the, um, the writing known as the Bible is still the backdrop of my belief system, I begin to allow there to be room that maybe there were some decrees and ideas located within that text that I really didn't understand and maybe never will fully comprehend. And I coupled that with intuition. I coupled that with that deep knowing that Ralph Waldo Emerson was talking about. I coupled that with that deep mystery that the Tao Te Ching explained um, a little earlier, a few moments ago. I coupled that as part of my faith. Um, the writer of the book of Hebrews says that faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. Faith is coupled, married to mystery, unknowing, uncertainty. Faith is coupled and married to um, a lack of definition. That which is indefinable. Um it, it, it calls us to not determine our destination best on, uh, based on our current location. That's what faith is. And more than once I found myself in a place where my theology and my faith didn't make sense. And because of the eradication of mystery, because of the eradication of all... Um, I had a crisis because my faith wasn't working. The theologies weren't working. Um, now I just exist in the stillness that is God. In the unknowing that often exists in the God conversation. Um, the psalmist also wrote in the 23rd Psalm, which is one of my favorites, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because I know you are with me. And so the writer of the Psalm seems to repeat this idea that though there are many times I don't understand how you exist, though there are many times I don't understand where you are in my current situation, though there's many times that my theology doesn't um, rise up to the level of my experience. 
theologies rise and fall. Ideas about God rise and fall. Faith is that deep knowing. I don't understand it. I don't get it. Even when I'm frustrated, even when I'm angry, even when I, I, I'm questioning, God, where can, how, how can you possibly be? And then this still exists. How? My knowing now rests in, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil because I know Emmanuel. Um, even though my theologies rise and fall, and even though my ideas about you are changing, and, and sometimes they're so fluid, or, or they're not concrete, they're not firm, still Emmanuel. Even though there are times I flirt with uh, heresy, Emmanuel. Even though there are times I flirt with atheism, I consider the ideas, Emmanuel, I I know that you're there. Um, That's what faith is to me. It's the expression of that deep inner knowing that God is. That oftentimes the definitions don't line up. Oftentimes, even the Bible verses themselves don't seem to mirror or emulate. Well, not emulate, but but they don't seem to live up to the experiences of life. There's still this deep inner knowing that God is. There's still this deep inner knowing that He's for me. Uh, that the divine is with me. To me, that's faith today. (laughs) That's what faith is to me uh, today. You know, there's a a conversation um, that begins to make a shift within us to the God who is kind of wild and unrestrained, to the reality that he's you know, the, that the divine is never held to definitions that others have given him, to definitions that we've even given to him. Um, most of us, our God isn't, isn't a good definition or, or, or icon of God at all. And I, I remember, and I couldn't tell you what book it was, but the author, it was an author, uh, Rob Bell, who said some gods are worth killing. And I think that that's really true. And I know for me, I've killed a lot of gods um, over the past couple of years. And some of those gods have been hard to kill. Some have been hard to let go of because they were deeply rooted within my psyche, deeply rooted within my theology. You know, theology that others had placed there, theology that others had superimposed over my own internal knowing, but still, even those brainwashings can be very difficult to eradicate. They can be difficult to let go of because they're coupled with fear. They're coupled with, uh, if you don't do it this way, then, you know, God's going to get angry or, or you're going to go to hell and, you know, all that stuff. Uh, and still, there's freedom 
in killing um, dead idols. There's freedom in killing dead theologies. There's freedom in destroying and letting go of all these definitions and all these ideas of what the divine is, of what faith is, of what uh, prayer means, of what spells do, of what, um, you know, just all of that. Not chaining the divine or the universe or whatever it is right not chaining that to your definition but instead letting god letting the divine off the chain to be who so many writings have often described him to be this wonderfully powerful awesome mysterious in many ways unknowable point of grace and beauty this metaphysical wonder that fuels the inner knowing that the divine is all right man that's it dude i am done i uh thanks so much for hanging out with me today man if you enjoyed the podcast please let me know again Look, jump on uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, like the Black Sheep Experience. Really, a couple of great um, guests coming up in the next few weeks, so I'm kind of excited about that. And uh, yeah, hey, I'm, uh, I'm back, man, podcasting. Uh, thanks for chilling. You know what? I know there were a lot of you guys that were like, dude, what's up? Where are you? You know, I, I, I'm, I'm missing the podcast. Uh, I want to hear another episode. And so, hey, thanks, man, for um, being patient with me. All right, guys, I am out of here. Done. <laughs>